It's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Good morning and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast, uh, Morning Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger. Hey, Chip, looks like it's uh, somewhat quiet out there, but before we got started, you were talking about the dollars getting banged up pretty good here, so that might help exports a little bit. Yeah, we, um, we definitely had a good export sales report this morning across the board. We haven't seen that for a while. So corn, beans, wheat, uh, soymeal, all uh, exceeding or at the high end of expectations, so a very good performance there. And then on top of that, we've got the dollar index uh, dropping into you know, several week lows here uh, as well. So, you know, we need a little help with this big harvest that's, uh, you know, about to push on us. And uh, we may be getting it in the form of continuing good export sales and, and maybe this dollar index, um, you know, pushing down in here uh, into a, a new low for the last two weeks. Uh, maybe that can continue and uh, continue to make us real competitive in the world market, which we already are from a grain perspective. Obviously, we've got the cheapest beans by, uh, you know, uh, almost $2 compared to, to Brazil. Uh, we've got the cheapest corn in the world, and we're uh, very competitive on the wheat. So uh, a drop in the dollar relative to other currencies in the world is, uh, is definitely going to help that cause even more, which is what we need. Right. Earlier in this week, we were talking about uh, the USD, USDA report that came out last week and how they had uh, Iowa and Illinois, especially in Illinois, where they were 13 bushels higher than they were last year. Um, you still feel that? Still feel the same way you felt earlier this week, where you were kind of questioning that a little bit, or do you think maybe there's a uh, maybe some of that's going to come true? Well, I'm still questioning a little bit, but I I, I throw that with uh, some caution because uh, you know I still I've been waiting several years, and the USDA um, you know they don't call me ahead of these reports to get my opinion, so they don't really care, so I don't matter. <laughs> right on. But, um, <laughs> Whether we can, um, you know, exceed last year's record yield by 13 bushels, 
they're going to get more and more data every month, uh, and that's we'll harvest the data as we go. So they're going to be able to zero this thing in over the coming months as far as the USDA report and numbers go. But uh, some questions in my mind definitely still out there. Right on. What are you hearing? Anything else around the Corn Belt? You hearing anything out of Iowa or Indiana or anywhere else that's kind of make you question a little bit, maybe what's going on out there? Uh, kind of same, same thing, really, um, which is somewhat the case every year. You, you, you know, have a lot of, of uh, varied yields out there. Um, parts of Indiana, uh, central Indiana, really good, record good, better than a year ago. Uh, there's there's other areas to the south and to the north that maybe aren't quite measuring up. So it's really hard. I mean, the USD has a tough job. We, you know, we like to, to uh, put our armchair quarterback opinion on that stuff. But, you know, they're looking at thousands of samples, and it is a tough job because there's lots of variability out there this year. Uh, but in general, the I-State so far seem to be kind of consistent, good yields, some areas that are better than a year ago, but still a lot of variability in, in some areas that are falling well short of a year ago. So that makes it even harder to kind of figure out what uh, where it all fits out in the end. So they, they have a, a tough job ahead of them for sure. The uh, cattle market's been on a pretty good run here the last couple of weeks. Things have been going pretty favorably in that marketplace. So how's that look, and, and where do you see that headed for the rest of the week? Yeah, cattle uh, really holding their own. We've got a cattle on feed report tomorrow. Those are always a little bit uh, scary. It's expected to continue to show record amounts of cattle on feed. No change there. We've seen that for, I don't know, nine, ten months now. But the market gets through that very well, and... Uh, so that is out there tomorrow. Where is cash going to trade? We probably won't know that until after the Cat 1 feed report comes out. Obviously, packers are hoping for a bearish report and, you know, to scare feedlots into selling, uh, selling cattle at a lower number. But we're holding up very well in the cattle market. And uh, if we get through this report without uh, much bearishness, I still think you've got some upside here. Uh, not $10 probably, but maybe a couple more dollars of upside uh, you have to, if you're sitting out here with no hedges, no protection in place, uh, and you're a feedlot, you, you really have to take a strong look at, at uh, doing something. Maybe doing a portion um, of, uh, the, you know, what you have left out there, maybe for uh, the December, uh, you know, from now through the December time frame, and getting some coverage, whether that's a puts or, you know, whatever fits your operation. It's a great opportunity. We're at better than break-even levels. And, you know, we've proven it in the past as cattle market uh, very choppy. It's very volatile. Uh, it'll uh, it'll make you look silly in the short run. So it's an opportunity to us in the face right now. And the hog market's are really holding its own too. Kind of the uh, you know uh, quietly pushed up into uh, new highs. We exceeded those previous highs from uh, uh, from late August, about a month ago, six weeks ago, uh, when we had that first push higher on the, the uh, you know swine flu uh, issues. So really good close yesterday. We were able to get through. Those previous highs, we can close the week strong. That ought to build some more momentum in hogs and, uh, and, and build on some gains and, and push us um, several dollars higher. So I think the close tomorrow in hogs is going to be critically important. If we can close strong above those previous highs from uh, late August, I think that uh, builds a lot of momentum going into the next week. So we got, got some good, uh, you know, silver lining, some bright spots out there. It's not just all doom and gloom, and uh, the livestock sector definitely uh, is the shining star at the moment. Could you see a spike in uh, higher on, on the hog market with the uh, effect that Florence has had 
with the uh, the packing plants down in, along the East Coast? Yeah, that's obviously part of this. So, um, you know, that that's still a work in progress and, and uh, definitely a fluid issue. You know, they're still trying to clean up and, and uh, you know, get past the flooding and, and those issues, assess some of the damage. So that is part of this. Um, you know, and, and that just remains to be seen. It's always a difficult time frame where, you know, you don't know how long are the disruptions going to last. Uh, are they going to get back online quickly? So that is definitely a work in progress, and it's some of what's going on here. But I don't think it's all of it. I think the hog market's starting to stand on its own a little bit. But definitely the disruptions from that uh, hurricane uh, are undoubtedly helping in the short run here. Right on. Well, Chip, hey, lots of stuff going on. Um, sooner or later, China's supposed to, supposedly supposed to come back and meet with us, and and sounds like uh, Canada is getting close to and the U.S. are getting close to uh, coming together and being friends again when it comes to NAFTA. So um, plenty of volatility out there, which is an uh, opportunity to, to make some money. So if guys want to work on their marketing plan or if they have a plan they want you to look at it, how would the, be the best way to do that? Yeah, that's where you just call our office, 309-550-7213. Uh, you know, obviously uh, no obligation, no, uh, no pressure. We'd love to chat with it. It's critically important, like you mentioned, uh, seems like well, the markets are down here in the grains, near the lows, multi-year lows in beans. Uh, you know, there's no opportunities, but there are. There's there's issues out there right now with crop insurance, with basis, with logistics and storage. It definitely, uh, now is the time, even though it's it's busy with harvest, uh, to keep that at the forefront. So, I'd uh, love to hear from you. Three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. And because of technical difficulties, we couldn't see Chip's beautiful face this morning, so you have to wait till tomorrow. And then uh, when, when that well, happens, we'll, uh, we'll talk to him then. I, I call that the, the uh, you know, the rosin bait. That keeps, uh, you put my picture up, or, you know, if I'm on TV, ever, you, uh, mm-hmm. you play that, it'll keep the mice away. <laughs> I understand the feeling, man. They, they, uh, they get to see my, my beautiful face every day, too, so I get how that Get that I, feeling, I, man. Hey, they need a break from it. They'll <laughs> probably get requests like, "Hey, just I love it, but just keep keep your guys' ugly faces off of there." Yeah, I understand that. That's why I do my other podcast uh, via audio and not video. So <laughs> yeah, works out. Right, right. All right, Chip. Hey, man, have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. Have a good day. All right, Chip. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hard work.